Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Den Excels here. It's me, Ricky, your host, as always. Uh, this is the week of September 22nd. Uh, FYI, we are recording this today earlier than usual. But nonetheless, we're here. I'm with Dennis, as always, and we're talking big trouble in Little China today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, I got to say, uh, for anybody who's just listening to the show and not watching it on YouTube, I really just stared at that intro for the first time in a while. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It's to look cool. At it. You know, yeah. like I, you wondered why, like last week I brought you out during like, we're out together versus me introducing you. Yeah, I get it. Cause I realized I, most people listen to it, but if you, if you want to want to see some more stuff, uh, tune into the YouTube channel. We, we do record the show live. It does go up live there and then you can always view the show later when you're done too. Yeah, or you can listen to it later. Or you can listen, like, yeah. And be like, oh, it's way better without their faces. Do you, yeah, do but... you subscribe to our podcast? Do I subscribe to our podcast? Yes. yes. Yeah, Have you ever like shuffled onto our podcast by accident? No. No, okay. because like I only subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> oh, you don't care. You're not an avid podcast listener. No, 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 no. no. Okay. This is like, yeah. I'm a psycho and I sleep to them and sometimes it shuffles to me at night and that gets a little weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean that to sound like, you know, I dislike all other podcasts or things like that. That's not, I just, uh, I just typically don't listen to a lot of them because um, I think it's easy to get, it's easy to drown in, 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 in this, the, the, the vast, array of, of opinions and 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 stuff says so, the man who sends me like five tiktoks a day i do i do send you i don't <laughs> send you five tiktoks a day but um yeah i just don't i tiktoks on my toilet man like that's when i you know that's that's easy but like yeah podcast i don't know i'm usually because i'm doing photography stuff and i don't know i don't really it's always it's, been my go-to like i uh for whatever reason, since I was like in high school, even before then, like I would just listen, and it's always cool because like I was always jealous of the kids that had like uh what, what was it XM or Sirius or whatever. They would listen to like Howard yeah. Stern and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I didn't have it, but podcasts were like this bootleg free thing that I could download, and then you know it's yeah. just taking off from there. I I I gotta admit, I know I sound really weird being on a podcast talking trash about podcasts. Uh, that's, that's not my intent. Very meta. I, I, yeah, it is quite meta. Um, I, I appreciate that there are people out there that want to hear our opinion about nerdy things. And I love sharing my opinion about nerdy things, but like, um, yeah, I don't need to go seek out. You're a giver, not a taker. Exactly. There you okay. go. All right. You bailed me out. You got well, me out of the hole. Well, speaking of giving what the fans want, uh, you're pretty hyped on Ahsoka. I I love that show. Like, and I I did say this last week. Or, I mean, I, I said it to Frank, our, our, our old co-host. Um, I could have died last after last week's episode <laughs> and just been like, I don't need to know anything more. It's fine, you know. And and I know like he was really upset by that statement because like, here's the thing. Like, most people want the ending 
for closure, right? For me, the ending of a story is 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 never the most satisfying part of the story. It's just it's it's really hard to impress me with an ending. But when you climax, when you reach that that point, that highest point, the apex of your story, if it's if it's impressive enough, I could be out. That's why I always said <laughs> Infinity War. I could have stopped there. You, you peaked. Know what I mean? If the the whole Marvel universe peaked at Infinity War, that movie is the greatest achievement they ever will a- accomplish. Everything after that is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's all fun. It's all fun. But I didn't I don't need it to survive, you know, like and so for me, last week's Ahsoka, whoo, that was that was a thing of beauty. This week's was fun. It was really it's, fun. Uh, one more week or two more weeks? Two more weeks, right? I think it's two more weeks. I think there's two more Eight. weeks of it. Yeah. And but I, I gotta say, like, you know, everybody's entitled to watch it however you want, but like as somebody who watched all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels and you know, a season of Bad Batch and and some a, a lot of other media that they've put out, it's all canon. Dude, this show was it was so good. I, I appreciate I have not watched the shows as we know, but I appreciate how unapologetic it is um, towards people who have it. And it's it's not I don't think it's in your face like, oh, you don't get this. It 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 peels back layers, new layers for me to go look up. Yeah. On. Um, yeah. I will see what's actually important, but it's uh, I dig it for that. It's not for the normies. Well, because that's that's kind of the joke, right? Like I've I've heard that explained before. Uh, like you know, like the 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 concept of canon is really that it's up to the viewer to go look up the lore, right? Like that's that's really what canon is, right? Is like how when you when you have a, a property that has established canon, uh, all canon really means is it's the stuff your fans follow religiously. So if you're not if you're not up to date on all the canon and you want to be exactly you could just go wiki it right you could wiki it and then you know so so yeah it reaches a point like every every franchise reaches a point where it's so massive that they can't be holding your hand with everything right and so i think that's where we are in in the mcu now and that's where we are in uh in star wars and and you know a few other franchises it's like it's too big. It's too big to walk everybody through every little point that's ever happened. So just enjoy it or move on. That's what it is. Real quick. I saw this discourse. I heard this discourse on another podcast and I thought uh, your take would be interesting. Um, you are someone who watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You watched it as it came out. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Ghost Rider season, hands down, all the and way. That's, it's the fifth season? Fourth season? It's, I think it's the fifth, fourth or fifth. It's the fourth or fifth. It is the best season, and it ultimately is what killed that show. Okay. With that established, would you take the Ghost Rider season over any of the Disney Plus shows? Um, so take your favorite Disney Plus show. And stack it up against that season. Wait, take my favorite one, or you said against any Disney Plus show? Yeah, so yeah. It doesn't. I'm not talking episode, but you can. I'm talking so, the whole. So, so, you, so you're saying take my favorite season of Agents of Shield instead of instead of yes, yeah. There's certain there's okay. certain 
I mean, come on, man. Secret you're you're not alone. Not, you're not Secret alone in that take. I, as someone who has not seen Agents of Shield, uh, I think I've seen all the way up to maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hot. That's a spicy take for me. So I didn't. I wanted. Nah. To, I wanted nah. To Nah, Secret Invasion was like that was upsetting. That was really upsetting. Well, not Secret Invasion. But I mean, and you, you like yeah, Shield that's more what, than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you saying all or or can I like would I take that one season of Agent Shield over all things on Disney Plus or or anything on? Well, Disney what's Plus? your favorite Disney Plus show? My favorite thing on Disney Plus is probably She Hulk. Okay, yeah. so stack it up. No, five Agent no. Shield. No, okay. she will bang Daredevil, bro. Come on, that is like the <laughs> okay, best thing that's ever. Cake. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, this... no, 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 no. I thought like you got to be careful no, with no. the wording okay. of that. I thought, you know, I'm saying like the best season of Agents of Shield is it's not worse. worse is not worse than every single thing that Marvel's okay. put out okay. since. You know, okay. uh, there are it's better than some of the things Marvel's put out. It's in stride. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a decent show, but like really what happens is they introduce Ghost Rider, he's the most powerful being ever on that show. And honestly, like really in the Marvel universe, he's one of the most powerful beings, period, right? Like he just mm-hmm. is. Like he's he's fueled by hell energy, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's boundless, you know, like that's not that's I don't know how to quantify energy you get from hell you know so um Isn't and then the like plot of like uh midnight spots uh, yeah i haven't don't they like i can't play that game oh okay. i can't play that game it's bad it, it's too bad tony stark quantifies hell in that game <laughs> yeah but so you know he does he does some cool stuff on that show and then they basically the agents of shield get him on speed dial and he comes in and helps him a couple times right and my problem is like once he leaves the show at the end of the season and i know he originally he left and they were like let's make a show of him you know they, that, that was yeah, the plan yeah, yeah. um but he just dips out and like the idea like it's one thing that agent He's like Coulson, the captain marvel kind of but it's one thing that like agent colson like died in avengers then came back in agents of shield and has never told the Avengers that he's alive, even though they were all super sad about it, right? Like that's one thing. Okay. All super spies. But like when aliens are invading, like like Thanos and, and stuff like that, and we're not calling Ghost Rider on speed dial to help, like it's just, your your universe is broken. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And so like he created a giant plot hole in that universe because every situation could be resolved with Ghost Rider that's ever been presented since. You know what I mean? So like it just makes it a little it's, weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. So like at least they go out of their way to like write Captain Marvel out of this freaking universe all the time. So she's not, you know, fixing everything all the time. So <laughs> yeah. But that that's my only problem with with that. And then and the show really does fall apart after that because it doesn't really know how to it, it, that's the problem with Marvel in general, right? Like they're they're always trying to top themselves. Yeah, well, the, the the train keeps moving; it keeps going. Yeah, but it doesn't have to keep going up. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like I don't. 
that's the thing. That's I, why people are upset with the current stretch of it. It's been going sideways for a minute. Well, it's because they're expecting it to go up. That's what I'm saying. No. Like I, I actually don't mind a lot of the things from the current run, um, minus Secret Invasion. You know what I mean? Like that's that one. That one went nowhere. That just went nowhere. Like that's just that's just dumb. So I'm still well, excited for the Marvels, but I just I can't handle Secret Invasion. We'll stay on the D plus train here as we get into the news. It's like a terrible screen grabs I got. Um, Loki season two, the premiere date got pushed up to the Wednesday prior, and I, I just had the date and I lost it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, what was that date? Was it October? It was October something. It was coming out in October, and it got pushed to Wednesdays. Um, October awkward. Fourth. Yes, right. October fourth. Third, maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, you're, the, you're the guy in charge of the news. <laughs> it's getting the Ahsoka treatment. So typically, if uh, you're a Marvel fanatic was, like we are, you, it comes out on midnight on Thursday or Wednesday, right? Oh, because they would normally come out. On yeah, and now Friday. it's going to come out Tuesdays at uh, six p.m. Pacific. Which is great. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You can watch it, eat dinner, watch your, your Loki and uh and go to bed. I like Loki. I think it's a it was a great show. Uh, you know, minus the specific Probably parts the best. I have, I have, no. <laughs> there is no Daredevil having sex with She Hulk in that show, and therefore it is not the best. I mean what there's like Loki kiss and Loki, that's something. That's masturbation at best, dude. You're going to tell me you'd rather watch a show about masturbation than a show about sex? Come on, man. Come I on. mean, they're, they are two separate tabs, but... They're super separate tabs. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, uh, not, I'm not trying to kink shame you. Because we are uh, recording this today, we will be unfortunately missing out on PulseCon, which kicks off tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. Marvel Legends stuff is going to be... Uh, Announce there anything you're looking forward to anything you're excited the only known quantity right now is the detroit steel i got how much it. money I... are you spending oh i'm just getting to detroit steel uh i know i'm buying the gi joe stuff for a friend but yeah i not much like the 40 what's, 40, what's 40 your, bucks for detroit steel what would surprise you there uh i'm not gonna say i'd be surprised but there have been leaks of um the green goblin from no way home like these? Yep. They are beautiful. Like that. It's a good sculpt. I would have been surprised had these leaks not come out. <laughs> um, but these, that's a $50 toy right there, dude. That's maybe 45 maybe. But like. You don't think that, it's in the 60? This is not a $60 toy. No, no. But but the, that glider is quite impressive. That figure is way more impressive than the glider. So yeah, it's a really cool figure. Like it, it almost it almost means you don't ever have to have like an old school green goblin whatnot. I mean like I guess do. You, it's not green. Like I'm sure you'll get one. 
I mean, they could make one off of this. You yeah. Know, this like, like it, it, I, I wonder if, like, the Raimi Spider-Man figures, like, they're just on reserve, right? I feel like you just do well, a... Well, they made, they made Peter already. Well... Yeah, you got no, Peter. No, the rumor is, like, this is not the only one we're getting. We're, the, the rumor is we're getting him and Doc Ock and, and uh, Electro and Lizard all over again and Sandman. I, yeah, I, well, you can do a Venom. You can do a... You can do, oh, but you can. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, do a Venom. You can do build a fig Sandman. Throw in a a Mary Jane in the questionable dress, and, and you got a, a five five figure set. They ain't making Mary Jane in the questionable dress. I don't. I don't. They, think made, they did it once. <laughs> I know they did once, but those are cho- those are choices that are different now. They're di- they're different choices now. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's the only thing I'm really excited about. Like, I I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like, I really like. Um, I know, I know this is a really weird take, but like, I like the vampire that is Hasbro. Um, I, Hasbro is essentially the Disney of the toy industry. They have bought everything that you ever loved as a kid and they just own it all. And then they just put it out like on rinse and repeat, like over and over again. And it's just a constant feed, you know? And so like, even though I don't collect a lot of things that Hasbro makes, I really do like seeing all the things they make. And I like to see the joy that that gives those different people, you know, like I, I like that, you know, like I get to see the Hasbro team talk about how, or I mean, the, the Transformers team talk about how much they love Transformers, or I get to see the, the Star Wars team, like, you know, try to sell you another alien that you don't care about. Um, I like to see the, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons people like trying really hard to figure out what their lane is for merchandising. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like nobody really cares about the toys for Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. That's not why you go into Dungeons and Dragons, you know, but like I still like that they're trying to make stuff. It's cool, you know, and so uh, I just like watching it all. I just like to see the whole thing. And and um, so I do have some scheduling conflicts, so I'm going to be not watching it live the whole time, but uh, you better believe I will be at the store, you know, the virtual store at at two p.m. Uh, to buy my things as a premium member. I yeah. mean, to your your point, just seeing anyone talk about a a passion like like they do, there is, uh, you know, big corporation. You do get the sense that they care. <laughs> there there is love put in those toys. Some licenses more than others. Like I'll I'll be honest. Like I I. I do not enjoy watching the people that sell the Star Wars toys. They are not fun. They are not fun. Uh, the GI Joe team is probably. What do you think makes more Star Wars or or, or uh, Legends? Uh, more money between the two. Uh, probably Legends. Um, but I could be wrong about that. But like, I think the Star Wars has just not not been as hitting consistently. You know, for a, several years now um i think neither of those makes them as much money as the the other their other properties though because they have to pay licensing fees for those two that's true yeah yeah that's why they put so much love into gi joe like those gi joe figures are <laughs> they nice need, they need that to hit that's that's they their that barbie money that's theirs because even also Tran- even transformers you know that's a deal with takara that they made Barbie so like, almost guarantees we're getting that Transformers G.I. Joe movie. Oh, Barbie guarantees we are getting that movie for sure. <laughs> but 
Um, but yeah, they need GI Joe to hit so hard because it is the one thing they ever fully owned and created, you know, like it's what started Hasbro in the first place was GI Joe mm-hmm. and Mr. Potato Head, you know, so, you know, I don't think a Mr. Potato Head movie is coming anytime soon. So, I mean, you got Toy Story. Exactly. They wasted him, right? He sh- he should have been headlining that thing the whole time. <laughs> they spent big bunny on him. Yeah, right? Seriously. Was that all for the news? That is all I got for the news. Okay. I heard I heard Zendaya and uh Tom Holland <laughs> got divorced this week. Just letting you know. Okay. I'm just, man, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have no idea. Well, what we do have an idea about is Big Trouble, Little China. Ooh. I want to. I want to take. I'll say that was a fun movie. Okay. Well, you just you put the cart before the horse, man. Yeah. Show's <laughs> over. Bye. Show's over, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So I was gonna say something way less revealing. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna less take, revealing than that was a good movie. Uh, yeah, I was gonna take our 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 audience on a little uh, recap of how we got here, right? Which is uh, we watched highlander two weeks ago yes be- because we thought for some reason we th- no you you were on the oh, oh, no, oh, director no, because, of john wick yes because because there's there's a highlander reboot in the making right or in the works in the works right now right and mm-hmm. so we watched highlander and then halfway through it we found out that ricky didn't know who christopher lambert was because He'd also never grown up seeing Mortal Kombat, yeah, and we're like, came out before I was born. Yeah, again though, it's Mortal Kombat. You've seen a lot of movies that came out before you were born because you wanted to see them. So I'm just surprised that you never saw Mortal Kombat. Because you, you got to remember, I grew up during the bad Mortal Kombat era. The games are never bad. They're, They're never really bad. bad for a minute. They're not bad. They're just, they just, they are in their own lane, you know? And I think there's a lot more reverence for them nowadays because they've, they've weathered the storms of, of less popular games. You know what I mean? Um, But in any case, I, I flipped my lid and then Frank flipped out in the audience and we said, well, you got to watch Mortal Kombat. And then, (laughs) so, so then we watched Mortal Kombat last week. And in the middle of that conversation, we were mentioning how, you know, many characters are influenced by or, or straight ripoffs, whichever, you know, for legal reasons, I'm not saying ripoffs. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble with John Carpenter or anything, but uh, or John, Ed Boone and John Tobias is what I mean to say. Uh, but they're they're respectfully homaged in Mortal Kombat from yeah. from Big Trouble in Little China, at which point Ricky said. I've never seen that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so this is where we are in this rabbit hole. If the, you if are you give a mouse a cookie, you'll end up watching Big Trouble. Little China. If you are fans of this show, then even though Ricky already gave away his review, you got to stick it out to see what other movie he's never seen before that comes from this so that you can tune in. Next I want to I want to do this for you. I want to find three. That's cool. A little, a little more tricky trickier but difficult find find the movie that is like super important to you that i've never seen passion of christ 
Is that really super important to you? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, but yeah, so that's where we are right now. And then, yeah, Ricky just joined right and 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 made me very happy to say that you like the show, the movie. And and uh, that's honestly, I think even when Frank, you know, was part of the show and we were always envisioning like whenever we don't have a Marvel or DC show to talk about that we would give you or give ourselves homework and go watch something that really uh, helped feed our nerd brains and, and make us be the people we are today. And so I think of all the ones we've made you watch, this one was the most pleasant for me. <laughs> and is that true for you? Um, Should we go through I the think, list? Yeah, was I, it better than Kroll? Yes. Was it better than Mas Masters of the Universe? Yes. <laughs> Was it better than Highlander? I think they're on the same level as, as Highlander. Really? That's I like because I, I like I I liked Highland Highlander. The knowing... fighting's better in Big Trouble, though. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, but there's the lore thing with Highlander. I think you guys are are correct. It is some good. There's some good bits in there that I do want more of. I don't know if I want more in Big Trouble Little China. I don't know that's, if you can make that movie today. That's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, but I also don't know that. I don't know that it's it's a it's a worse movie because it was so concise. You know what I mean? Like I think the reason I never really needed more from that is because the story of Big Trouble Little China resolves in a pretty good way. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm happy with the way the Highlander resolves. You know, and that's why it would i would need more um but yeah it's it's two ways of looking at it right like do you want do you I want mean, it's in an era where we have everything's a franchise so watching these movies um is a bit refreshing because i mean grant mortal kombat yes but they were just these kind of one-shot deals right you know what's what's funny about uh big trouble in little china and highlander both came out in 1986 both bombed in the box office. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's crazy to know that both of these movies, like, dude, home video was a crazy thing. I'm in surprised the late, in John the late Carpenter 80s. was getting work back because, I mean, Halloween was the same thing, right? It was a bomb. The thing was a bomb. Was the thing a bomb, really? The thing was a big, the thing went up against, uh, did it go up against ET? I think it did. Hmm. It came out up against a big movie like that, and it got wiped. Um, well, but it had good, you know, long legs in the VHS market. If it's any consolation to what you're saying, mm. Big Trouble in Little China was the last studio film that he did in the 80s uh, because he just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle dealing with the studios intervening in his movie so much. Uh, they they did they intervened in this one a bunch too because they didn't get the point of this movie. I don't know if you got the point of this movie, but like, like yes, uh, Kurt Russell is a is a fabulous character in this movie. He plays Jack Burton, uh, the truck driver who's who's happens to stop in in uh, San Francisco and he visits his best friend um, uh, Wang Chi. Is it? I mm -hmm. believe his name. Yes, and. They end up on a crazy adventure, like we're because Wang Chi's uh, girlfriend, who's going to be possibly his fiance, 
arrives at the airport and gets kidnapped by some gang. And then they end up immersed in some mystical world of like crazy, you know, Asian spirit, spiritual like battles and all these monsters, all kinds of weird stuff going on. And it's hilarious. But like what they didn't understand what John Carpenter was trying to do was he was trying to subvert the traditional expectation of action films and you know how it's it's always a white guy being the protagonist and like saving the day and he's always got like a minority sidekick right like that's a that's a very common thing if you look look at movies back then even indiana jones did it right you know like like poor short round never got work after that movie because like he didn't understand that movies weren't necessarily always doing that because eventually they got kind of called out on it because it is a weird thing to do it's a weird trope but so john carpenter wanted to do the opposite so jack burton or kurt russell's character is actually the comedic sidekick of the movie but the studio kept intervening because they didn't understand that concept and so they were adding scenes to make it seem like he's the hero of the story but it's Wang Chi is the hero of the story. And that's why like there's even a scene, right? Where like they're getting ready to go and do the big battle and Jack shoots up in the air and a piece of concrete knocks him out and he's so out. Funny. He's out for the first <laughs> minute of the battle, right? Like he just misses it. And so like that is the point of that character, but like studios weren't having it because systemic racism, I don't know. I don't know all the reasons why, but like they're probably, like probably one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, hey, they're like, you have Kurt Russell. Well, he's, he's, he's your main guy, right? And so... I, I love John Carpenter. I love Kurt Russell. Um, the Thing, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love, uh, I guess, recent Kurt Russell fame, uh, Hateful Eight. I think he's great in that. Um, I'm stoked what, for his. What, which was that one? I couldn't hear. Uh, the Hateful Eight, the Tarantino oh, movie. The hate, oh, The Hateful Eight. He's yes, great. That's right. And then he gets like wiped out halfway through. Spoilers. Yeah. He's going to be in the Godzilla movie or like, sorry, Godzilla show on Apple TV with his son. That's kind of cool. Um, but love them both. So I, I was never opposed to watching this movie. It just always felt weird. I think the titles in this day and age is like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to ruin Kurt Russell for me. If, but if I'm, they- I'm glad I watched it though. Does it I mean, help that the Chinese characters that are on the title spell out evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state? No, that's pretty funny, though. I mean, that's the translation that they have on there. So, you know, I just think Big Trouble in Little China, yeah, it sounds a little offensive. But, like, in the context of the movie, when they're explaining that China is here now, right? Like, China is... is that that part of of san francisco in the context of the story i get it you know like i mean i give it a pass the 80s are just all about underground temples and shit for sure yeah like that was like their jam yeah like they they loved i mean in fairness though like isn't that cool to imagine that there's way cooler stuff right underneath us like i think i think that's a cool idea so yeah uh, a lot of people did (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people did. Maybe I love it because I grew up watching all those stories, you know. So, uh, but what was your favorite part of this movie, or what was the favorite? What What made you like this movie so much? 
Well, I know we're talking in like he's not the main character, but honestly, Kurt Russell just being like almost annoyed throughout the whole thing. Like he's he has good reason to be annoyed, though. He's but he's almost like burdened. <laughs> but um, he's a good friend, know, though. I don't want he's a great friend. There's like this reluctant nature of him, like, well, I guess I'll do it, like, or it's just let me, like, I don't want to call the cops, like, and it's it's like funny, like it really is, like this dude's, he's the 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 guy at the bar, it's like I don't want to drink anymore, but then orders like three more shots. Yeah, I mean, he he is the comedic sidekick, but like, it's if you gave that part to somebody who is usually used to playing the protagonist of a story right like he's got a lot of depth and a lot of range that he puts into that character and so you get a lot of fun scenarios with this story right he's at a brothel at one point you know like and that's like what dress him Um, up in glasses (laughs) i know they dress him up in glasses and stuff like uh fun weird fact you know how he's all sweaty there at the brothel uh, that was because he actually had the flu while they were filming that scene oh god and that makes me laugh because that is a time where you could be uh, infected with the flu and still be working on set with other people. Like that is just a whole <laughs> different why, period. That's why the union is striking right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kurt Russell had the flu and just powered through it on that scene. So, uh, but yeah, no, they had him doing so many different hilarious things like through the whole movie, but but there's you, also you, just layers to the I think they do a good job of like easing you in to like the I don't want to say crazy, but just like the world beyond. Yeah. Like, oh, there's just like some guys fighting in the street. That's kind of weird. But okay. It, and then it like they, it just they start the peeling later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> suddenly gets, there's magic and soul sucking and wives swapping and, and shit. It, it's it gets pretty bonkers like as it keeps going and that's i think and then to the point where there's like a full-on like jim henson monster in it that like looks like straight out of he-man or something i don't know like i'm sure when i was a kid i called that thing beast man um that thing scared me when i was a kid by the way scary looking thing it doesn't do anything really but it grabs people it grabs people (laughs) it grabs people and chains them up I mean, I don't like being grabbed by strange monsters. I'm just saying, like so. Um, I was a uh, like the whole wheelchair thing was like, like that's like a thing. I I feel like you don't see is like that type of chair comedy. <laughs> that was a good scene though. That was like, did you not feel it when he was holding his balance like over the edge, like, and he's using his muscles to like wheel the chair back, <laughs> rock right? it like, up. You could feel it, right? You could like feel for me like specifically when he falls back down the ramp to that yeah. hole. I was like, "That's terrible." For me, that's when it clicked. Like, oh, this is a goofy ass movie. Yeah. Oh, that's when it clicked. <laughs> that's okay. when it clicked for me. Like, oh, it's, it took you a little while. It took All right. me a minute. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would have thought it would have been like when he dressed up for to get into the brothel. Like yeah, that's... it's still kind of like. Eh. <laughs> I mean, the dude like, flies like, off the roof. Like, why did he need to dress up? He like it's not like they know who he is. You know, he doesn't want to appear as like the one white guy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I thought that was, was also funny. great. He is like literally the only white person in that movie. Yeah. No, uh, white, white white man. White white man, man in that movie. 
Yes, he is the only he white. He's one of male. two white people in that movie. The lawyer at the beginning of the movie, which, okay. by the one way, of, one of three white people in the movie. By the way, the studios added that scene. They made they needed they wanted that scene in the movie because they wanted to make sure that the audience knew who the hero was. And if they didn't have that scene, the movie would have started with Kurt Russell in the truck, like on the on, been on the, the radio, right? It's like. When I was watching the movie the other day, I honestly forgot about the lawyer scene. And I was like, I don't remember th- this in the movie. And then like, why I is kept, it there? I mean, I, I, aside from the from what you said, like. It just it makes it weird, like, it, but it, they don't wrap deter- back to it ever. Yeah, right. And it, it doesn't make the ending feel great. Like, oh, this dude's getting like sued and shit. I know. Right. Like, it's it's a weird scene to have added to that movie. And I would have, I kept waiting for a payoff scene. I'm like, maybe there's, maybe they wrap back to this. And I forgot, you know, cause it's been a while since I watched the movie. They never do. And it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but the studios thought it would help make it clearer that Jack Burton is the hero of the story or it make it frame him more heroically. And I'm just like, mission failed, you know, like that's, that's like, it's one of the reasons I can't ever call this a perfect movie. Like, I think they this movie does a lot of things right, but I think there there is a taste of intervention of of meddling that that's throughout. I the believe movie, it. You know, uh, all. I mean, it is it is not not an excuse, but it is a, a much different time though. Yeah, and like for I, sure. Kurt Russell was a known quantity at that point, right? Yeah, but he was actually afraid to do this movie because he he was a known quantity, but he'd had a few flops. And uh, he was kind of worried that John Carpenter wouldn't want him in his movie again. And uh, he and it t- turns out John Carpenter is just like, I just wanted to make another movie with you, dude. Like that's they're just bros. They just, <laughs> you know, he John Carpenter doesn't care whether or not it, it succeeds then at the time. Like he just he likes just making his art, you know, for the sake of making it. And that's why he left the studios after after this movie, because he wasn't allowed to make the art the way he wanted to make it. And so he went and made movies independently and then Universal uh, distributed them for him, uh, which I bet you've never seen. They live. I've seen bits and pieces of they live. All right, good. It's, um, your education is the bubblegum. Yeah, bit, yeah. the yeah. ending. Keith David and Roddy Piper. That movie's great. That's I all, watch, this I, is all pre thing, right? Or post thing. No, these are all post. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are all like, yeah. The thing was before, uh, I think, Big Trouble in Little China. But in any case, um, I mean, that to to John Carpenter's credit, to the score, um, I I think people forget that he composes most of the music for his movies, and it's that it's just that eighties, eighties, right? Yeah, like it. It gets you, man. Like it, it, it gets you in the mood for some, some, some action. I like his score. I really some fightings. Do. Yeah. Um, like it just it, it almost like it almost sounds parody. Like in hindsight, but like, it's like because it's like the, that's where it's that. from. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, fun fun fact. If you, I'll I'll present it to you as a question. Like you get it one chance. Uh, Wang Chi was not John Carpenter's first choice. Um, or sorry, I meant Dennis uh, Dennis Dunn. I think his name was. Um, 
who was his first choice? Um, not Bruce Lee. I think Bruce Lee was already dead. Actually, yeah, by I then. figured Bruce Lee was dead at this point. Uh, I don't know. Is it bad if I say Jackie Chan? It's not bad. It's actually okay. correct. Okay. Uh, John Carpenter wanted uh, Jackie Chan, who was already famous in 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 uh, okay overseas. See, that, that that's point. what always gets me. Like I, I'm trying to figure out Jackie like, Chan's when... old, bro. He's why well, I I know how old Jackie Chan is, but I when did when did Jackie Chan become Jackie Chan, the superstar in America? Uh, late late nineties. Early 2000s. Okay. It took, it's a, it rush took hour a long era. It took yeah. a long time. Yeah, it took a long time for him. But, um, but it, it could have been earlier. But he was definitely. I know. I know he was big, big in China. Like that's. Yes. Yeah. He was big in overseas, but like he could have been bigger in theory. You know, at least to American audiences, had they had they uh, gotten him for this. But it was actually the producers that that vetoed that that choice because. Uh, at the time in the eighties, uh, they had seen his, uh, performances in certain movies, like, um, and they weren't really impressed with his English. Uh, so, uh, and in fairness, Dennis Dunn speaks very clear English, right? Like it, like Wang, Wang Chi is pretty easy to understand through the whole movie. It's, uh, it almost had, I will say the weird part of the movie is when they're doing the wedding scene and it's all done in English. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, there's that's a lot. Weird. Okay, okay. In fairness, there's a lot of weird going on in that scene. There's too you, much English in this movie. <laughs> you know what? There's also too much of neon. Like that was cool. That's a lot of neon. It is cool. Don't get me wrong. I did like I it's neon and an escalator. I conceded. it. Yeah, he had an escalator <laughs> in his like super mystical temple. Like it's like they filmed that at a mall or something. It's you know amazing. I, mean? I, I my local mall at least looked not too dissimilar so i loved it it's pretty funny dude but yeah the amount of like i love like how all the chinese characters are written in neon down there in the secret secret like hidden temple like underneath new york city or i mean uh, uh san francisco which by the way you should not be building super underground no <laughs> stuff in san francisco that's that's a bad idea. That's not a good idea. Yeah. I, I love the framing, how everyone just kind of knew it was there, except for, for, uh, for, for was it Jack, right? Jack Burton. Oh, what, what do you mean? He like, they knew like everyone just knew about the underground oh, area. Yeah yeah. 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 Um, like the dude they seem very prepared the, to go down there. Yeah. Like, Oh, we got to go down there. Like, let me just open up this closet with the fire pole. <laughs> To the, the underground layer. Yes, everybody knew. Everybody knew. Um, yeah. A, a, another reason, by the way, this movie flopped. I don't. I don't know if you if you heard about it, but like the studio actually just didn't know how to market it. Like they were like, I wouldn't know how to market this either. Yeah. Like, right. Like it's it is a it is a weird sell. It is a weird sell. Um, what do you think of Kim Cattrall as Gracie Shaw? She was cool. I didn't recognize her. Where's she she from? Sex and the City. I've never seen Sex and the City, so. Mm, Mannequin? Nope. Uh... I skipped a generation. I was way too young for Sex and the City when it came out, and then the reboots. Okay. Fair enough. 
In um, fairness, she plays the old one on Sex and the City. God. So um, it, it's been a while. The the bus driver looked familiar. Where's these from? Yeah, that one was one I was curious if we if the rabbit hole would go there. I believe I'm gonna check really quick, but I believe he is from another movie that's kind of kind of weirdly culturally appropriate. Um the Golden Child. Have you ever is seen like, The Golden Child? Is that like a karate kid ripoff? No. No, I've never seen The Golden Child. Um, you know what? I might be wrong. It looks like I am wrong. And it's he's not from. Is he not from that? Oh, he's from a lot of other things, though. He's from Three Ninjas. Nope. He's from, oh, yeah. No, I'm right. He, he is in Golden Child. Yeah. He's in The Golden Child. Um, yeah. So The Golden Child actually came out after Big Trouble in Little China, but like very shortly after. We may watch that one one day. I don't know. Um, it's Eddie Murphy. It's it's basically it's basically you take this movie that we just watched and you put Eddie Murphy in it. <laughs> that seems like it's a million dollar movie right there. <laughs> it's, it's it's very similar in tone. It's also got the bad guy from Game of Thrones, the 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 Lannister, the the Lannister father, like the yeah. It's weird. It's a it's a weird one. The Golden Child, some people like it more than Big Trouble Little China, but it, it is very similar in that, I, like, yeah. I, I'm, I will say, watching me, I'm very happy that I've seen it now. Because there was always these, like, again, just going to Comic-Con for as long as I have. You you are familiar with what what is considered pop culture, right? Like, just by association. So I've always been aware yeah. of this movie. And... The lipstick stuff on his face when he kisses uh kisses the lawyer and then he gets lipstick all over his face. Yeah. I had seen people dressed up as that. I've seen pictures of Kurt Russell in that moment, like in like a very heroic pose. It's a good and, look though, right? It's yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's hilarious. But I never it's thought iconic. anything of it's it. Iconic. I never yeah. I never put that that was lipstick. I just thought that was like some weird face paint you know, what have you, um, you know, it, maybe he's appropriating somehow by putting yeah. on that makeup, By the but way, watching he kissed, them. He kissed her in sewer water at one point in that movie. I mean, in the, in the sewer, he tells her not to rub up on him because he, he's getting too excited, but he like, does kiss her down there. Doesn't he? He does. He does kiss yeah. her once they come up. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> But to see, I mean, yeah, it was like a farce, like to see him like, oh, he kissed the girl and like got makeup all over his face. And now he's fighting the main dude and they're all just looking at him like, what the fuck's wrong? With you? Yeah. Yes. And the main dude, we, we have to talk about him because like, I feel like I feel like this movie could have been a lot worse if it wasn't James Hong as Lopan. Like that guy, as much as like Kurt Russell sells his side of the movie. I feel like James Hong. Oh, he he goes one hundred percent that movie. Yeah, uh, he goes the. It's a lot of cheese in that that performance. Oh, so much but cheese! In a, right? But in a but in a good way. But all the best ways, like every he plays three different versions of himself, right? Like he 
He plays the one you see on the street, which looks the most of normal of him uh, of all of his versions. But he's like a ghost that gets hit by a truck or, or doesn't get hit by a truck. Then he plays the super old man, David Lopan, right? Which is like, what is that makeup? That is like disgusting. That is, it's just gross. It reminds me of like a uh, bad grandpa or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just really gross. And he plays, he plays that. He hams it up so hard in that costume. And then ultimately he plays his like spirit, like, you know, Shang Tsung, uh, you know, 1.0, like crazy thing with the, 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 the nails, like the super, doesn't he do like a sailor moon transformation at one point in the movie or like, uh, something the, like that. the nails grow and like, he just transforms into this, like this, you know, skinless. Well, I mean, he doesn't look skinless, but like, that's the whole point, like right? The he's pastiness trying... with the makeup and yeah, he's like, a, like um... he's like a ghost sorcerer kind of thing going on here. And in every one of those versions, he plays it so hard. And what I think so funny about James Hong is like, there are so many iconic roles he's done in his career. And it really boils down to what's your favorite James Hong depends on what generation you're born in, right? Like, because for me, it's this, mm -hmm. but for an entire other generation, it's Kung Fu Panda, right? Like, yeah. And then an entire new generation. Yeah, his, his stock it, it, is uh, it, always pays dividends. Right. But in, there's an entire other generation. That they'll say their favorite movie with that guy is everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, look how look at this guy's career, man. Isn't it's he have, like the most IMDb credits? Isn't that like a thing? Like, is it, it possibly? I mean, he's been around for a long I, like, freaking time. He, he's been a working actor for a long time. I think it's something like. I'm not mistaken, like 300 or so credits, but I feel like that's low now. Actor 457. Okay. 457 things this guy's been in, dude. You better believe he shows up to work for every episode of Kung Fu Panda, not just the movies. Oh, that wow. Guy, he does. He does the show. He does the show. He did the show. That's pretty yeah. impressive. He don't care, man. He knows where the money comes from, man. Yeah, he's great. He's also an American born Chinese on Disney Plus, and I love that show. Like, it's a great show. But in fairness, like, pretty much every famous, like, Asian actor right now, like, contemporary is in that show, too. Like, um, or everybody that Daniel Destin Cretton likes, or whatever. Or, or, what's his name? Is it it's Cretton? I think, it's I think Daniel so. Destin Cretton, director of Secret Wars. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Secret Invasion for a second. I was no. like, gross, <laughs> gross. Uh, but yeah, four hundred fifty-seven credits as a as an actor. That's um, that's pretty impressive, man. That's pretty impressive. But uh, it, it, yeah, it kind of bums me that. I mean, this movie was fantastic and in, in its own unique way. Like it, because I I don't think we're ever gonna see anything like this, but. Let's let's throw out there pie in the sky. If they were to try to take this on again, who's your lead? Who's your uh, Kurt Russell? Woo. Well, are we considering Kurt Russell the lead, or are we considering? Well, I said who's your lead and who's your Kurt Russell. So, I think the lead has to be Wang Wang Chi's character. I think. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're saying yeah. okay. I see. You're saying who is 
Wang Chi and who is and who is Jack Burton. That's what you really meant to say, right? That's what um, I really meant to say. Okay. Uh Wang Chi. I mean, I feel like Hollywood would make that Simu Liu, right? Like that's that's I mean that's, yeah, he's, that's, 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 like that's that's your guy, right? right? If you want if in fairness, if you want it to be clear that he is the protagonist of the story, yes, you make it Simu Liu. Well, I think if you want to do if you want if you, you want to, those stunts, if, if you want to confuse how people, much how much you, stunts do you want done by the actor, you get Simu. He does. He does a lot of his own stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like, I feel like you know what? Let's just make it a reunion. Let's make Simu and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. There you go. Let's do it. A reunion. Where were they? Oh, oh, yeah, Bar- like, Barbie. Duh. Yeah. Let's, let's just do it. I don't know. If you kind of, I feel like you go more macho for for Jack, but I I'm feel like wrong. that's. I feel like you should go less macho for Jack because that I think that that will make it him funnier. Like, I think I couldn't, I, think, I mean, you know, like I couldn't tell, I feel like he's just doing like a John Wayne impression this whole time. The whole That's time. exactly what he was doing, bro. <laughs> he, he has said that on the record. He was, um, his whole inspiration for snake Plissken in escape from New York was, uh, he did an impersonation of Clint Eastwood. So then for this movie, he decided to do a John Wayne impersonation. So that was a good catch. That was a good catch. Cause that's exactly what he was doing. Um, <laughs> But you like know, he's saying he, dumb shit in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and just for the record, like that whole like whatever when he's just by himself in the truck on the CB radio, like just spouting out whatever <laughs> Jack Jack Burtonisms he is. Like you don't understand how much that hit me in a in a soft spot in my in my in my core memories because. When I was a kid, my dad got me a CB radio, which was not a normal thing for kids to have back then. And I would literally just turn on the different channels like in, your, and in your car, in my home, just in my living, oh. in my bedroom, in my bedroom. And I would get on the radio and there would just be truck drivers out there alone on the road on their on their radio, just saying whatever things they felt like saying out there. And it, it just it. It's funny because they're lonely, you know what I mean? So like they're just... I have a similar story, but mine got mine gets dark. So I don't want Yeah, to share yours probably there. yours probably get got dark. But I'm saying like when I saw Jack Burton, I got it, you know, I understood his character and I and I think for me that's the part of him that makes him the softest is knowing that he just really wants to be heard, so he's always just he's a loudmouth, right? Like he's got a lot yeah. to say. Uh and it's because he's got he's got, uh, you know, anxieties or hangups or, or, you know, and so like, it's really fun to see him be the joke character throughout the movie. Uh, he can still be a heroic character and, you know, like all sidekicks get to have moments of heroism, yeah. even, even if they're not the hero. And so he has a really cool one, you know, like he, he got, he got doped up and he had super high reflexes and then he caught a knife and threw it back at a guy's head. And there you go. So like that's it's <laughs> a pretty cool trick, you know. Like I wish it would have been like foreshadowed in some way. I, I like, just I love the lack of fanfare towards the ending. Honestly, like it's just yeah. He does the thing. It's like oh, it's over. Aren't you gonna kiss her? No. Nah, no. Nah. That's that's the best part of the movie right there. <laughs> uh, that is probably the best part. 
Um, really quick, I gotta know though, like, because I know we spawned this is spawned by our Mortal Kombat. You saw it, right? You saw you saw them. You saw them there, right? Like, it was they're there. I don't know if it's as blatant um as well, yeah, the, was not, suggested. I'm but... not trying to get sued, but Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat One looks a hell of a lot like David Lopan in the first Mortal Kombat. That uh, that might be a racist question to answer. So I'm not Whoa. gonna <laughs> I I, I I get where the Raiden. Well, you don't have to feel racist about it because uh, uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias have gone on record to say that uh, Big Trouble Little China was one of the places of inspiration for Raiden, and it was the source of inspiration for for Shang Tsung. So you don't have to feel bad about it. They, <laughs> You know, there are other inspiration. Mortal Kombat. There are other places, other references that also inspire Raiden as well. Um, so it's it's not it's not a one to one translation for sure. But I gotta say this though, considering that we just watched Highlander a couple weeks ago, same year they both came out, the lightning effects are way better looking in this. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Like, well, I think I I think that's just more testament to John Carpenter. He he's yeah. always had a knack of of making the most with what he has. Um, with everything, the sets, the creature stuff, the yeah, even the actors' performances. And what did you think of Thunder when he self imploded or exploded? Like, okay, <laughs> pretty random. I didn't know that was his power set, but sure, it looked uh, cool. <laughs> all right, cool. Then you felt the same way I felt when I was like seven years old watching that movie. I'm like. What just happened? Like, yeah, like, he looked okay. like a garbage pail kid for a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like honestly, it looked like those the live action movie. Yeah, the live action garbage pail kids. Yeah, but in fairness, it was a cool practical effect, right? It looked it looked cool. Like, yeah, it's like, it hey, looked... we got this effect sitting here. You want to throw it in this yeah. movie? At least you know he got to go out cool. What uh, lightning got a statue dropped on his head? Like that's that's what happened to lightning. So that's real life. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I don't have anything else to add to this. I'm super happy that you like this one. No, uh, I we we're kind of three for three on movie movie uh watching old movie watching. All right. We're more weeks. we're more keyed in here. We're we're, we're dialing in it better. So uh, we, I will try to find you some more. Uh, I don't think we we don't need to make you watch Golden Child. I mean, eventually right? I'm gonna make you guys watch Signs again, but I know you guys don't uh, like that movie. What is you guys? Me? Yes. <laughs> you and Clark. I'll, I'll make a guest watch. Fair enough. Um, but it, we were, we are going to be taking next week off, uh, yes. but we will be back the following week to start to talk about uh, Gen, Gen V. The, the mm -hmm. uh, spinoff from the, the world of the boys, right? That's mm -hmm. also going to be on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. they, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. If... Uh, let us know if you have other movies you want us to watch. Also, if you like hearing us, uh, I don't know if we're going to have stuff up there, but we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash denxmedia. You can always kick us a few bucks and uh, get some stuff uh, early and get some stuff that's extra. Uh, but with that, true believers, uh, it's been a great show. Enough said. <laughs>